Welcome to This Is Only a Test, Episode 8, recorded April 22nd, 2010. I'm Will Smith. Joining me today, as you are used to, is my tiny little friend, Norman Chan. Well, joining you differently today. I guess you are. Di- we're not really You're joined today. I'm far away. Using the power of the internet. We are, we are using the power of the internet. I have, um, through some sort of incredible miracle, we're talking on Skype and Ustream and recording local copies all sorts of stuff. It's it's absolutely insane. We it's we, magic. We're in different we're in different zip codes right now. That is true. There yeah. is a whole uh, bay separating us and a bridge. Yes. Well, a golden. The, we're across the Golden Gate. So, so what are you up to this week, Norm? I am. Uh, my fingers are hurting. Why are you? Why, oh, from all the hard work we've been doing assembling uh, the MakerBot. Um. The, the Maker what? The MakerBot. Oh, that thing. What's that? So, MakerBot is a uh, what's called a um, what the fuck is it called? It's a rapid, rapid prototyper. prototyper. Yes, it's a rapid prototyper. Uh, what it what it basically does is takes little goops of molten plastic and spits them out, so you can feed it a three D model, and it converts that three D model into something that you can uh, you know physical real world object. That is correct. It is pretty cool. We haven't actually finished building it yet, though. It's, we're in what, like, this is the third day of assembly? Uh, this is the, yes. Eight, hour eight of assembly. So that's why, that's why we're, that's why the site's been, we've, we've been a little slow this week. We thought it was going to take a few hours to put together. I don't think either of us actually read the instructions before we got started. And it's been, like, wild craziness. Getting getting it put together. Parts so, were broken. New parts I made a mistake ordered. yesterday. We broke a couple of parts. Everything seems to be fine. We have re- re- replacement parts coming for tomorrow, right? Yes, I hope so. Already That's shipped. Good. So um, yeah, we'll 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 uh, well we'll go from there and let you guys know how it is last next week. We we have some stuff ready to print. If you want to see what kind of stuff we can print, it's uh, basically the size requirements are more or less four inches by four inches by six inches tall, and you know we can once we know what that is, then once we know what you have. And what what we'll print and what we can do, then we'll be writing more about it and telling you guys more about it later. For what sure. else have you been doing this week, Norm? Anything exciting? Um, nothing too much exciting. Trying shrinking rays. <laughs> the shrinking ray, eh? I uh, didn't you review a netbook this week? Uh, yes, the review came out this week. But I reviewed it last week. Um, it's the ASUS EPC one thousand one P. Uh, Ten-inch netbook for about three hundred twenty bucks, three hundred thirty dollars. Um, Do you like it? And I did like it for a netbook. So that's the caveat. It's a netbook. For if, a netbook, eh? If you wanted a netbook, a productivity device, something to type documents on an airplane or in class, take notes, without the distraction of, let's say, you know, watching 1080p video, then that's it's it's a solid computer for that. Hmm, cool. And an improvement on uh, old netbooks. And it's a Pine Trail netbook, right? 
It is a punch on netbook. So uh, I think it uses the Intel Atom N450, uh, which is a 1.6 gigahertz Pine Trail. Um, Pine Trail is different in that it uh, has slightly better graphical capabilities, so it can render a better a high resolution video, and the battery life is uh, a lot longer. So this one went about eight hours um, with regular use and about four hours with just video. Interesting. So that's not too bad. I mean, it's no, it's no iPad. Uh, well, you for know, a real computer. I think the netbook is still the ideal computer for uh, call collegiate use. Um, there's a big thing about how iPads would be great for taking notes and and reading textbooks. Textbooks maybe, but uh, I think like some colleges are even banning uh, iPads now. Why are they banning iPads? Because people are playing flash games or playing plants for, for zombies in class. I mean, with a netbook, you can't do anything but type notes. I guess that's true. So, well, and there were some Wi-Fi problems too, right? People were mm-hmm. using iPads, and Wi-Fi was absolutely just crushing, uh, crushing their their networks on the iPads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, the... so um, big news this week. There's a couple of huge stories, a couple of kind of small things, but Ooh, we'll, we'll start with the. Do we'll you want to with the big one or the small one? Let's do the big one. Let's talk about the, the Dell uh, the Dell leaks, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, those are the the big news stories. So, huge Dell leak. Huge. Basically, Biggest leak I've seen in a long time. Well, let's not get crazy. It's a big leak, though. Yes. So, so basically, Dell, someone at Dell leaked information mm-hmm. about, well, basically every tablet and phone that, that Dell has coming to Engadget yesterday or the day before. Yes, yeah, coming uh, and, this year. And a mixture names, of Android phones. The There's names, a certain theme. There is definitely a theme. Uh, I think somebody went to Normandy and, and was thinking about that. We have the Dell Lightning, the Dell Thunder, the Dell Flash, the Dell Smoke, and more mm-hmm. coming soon. Can you explain what they are? Uh, this is a pop quiz, Norm. Yes. All right. Pop quiz me. What's the, th- what's the Lightning? The Lightning is the Windows 7 phone. It's the best Windows 7 phone uh, spec-wise so far. That we've seen so far. And it's an interesting yes. design. It's not just a normal... You know, it's a it's slide, a, has a slider, has it, a keypad. It's a pretty nice-looking slider, though, compared to what I've seen in the past. It's actually... Um, um, you, you slide up, you get the, it, the... The screen looks very, very thin compared to other sliders that I've seen. And it's quirky, but it's... it's uh, I mean, a slider is going to effectively double the thickness. It's not, it doesn't slide like the Droid. It slides... Like the it slides palm portrait pre. length, way portrait length. Than, so so yeah. you get BlackBerry or Palm Pre style um, typing, but it's also the corners look a little sharp on all the phones actually. And like someone else pointed in the comments, there was a huge Dell logo in the back. Oh, you mean you, you don't want a giant Dell logo in the back of your phone? You have a giant not, not Apple logo on the back of your phone. It's, it's not a giant Apple logo. It's a it's just a small Apple logo. Hmm. Well. It looks pretty good from where I'm sitting. It's mm-hmm. an OLED screen. The, and again, this, the this is a Windows Phone 7 phone. So it'll be out this fall. It's not anytime, anytime yes. soon. Yes, yes, yes. So, so Can, the details, like you said, a 4.1-inch OLED screen. Uh, that's bigger than the 4-inch on the, um, the um, HTC Evo 4G. It looks like the aspect ratio is t- much taller than it is wide. So it's going to be uh, not the same as the other phones we've seen. Okay, so Snapdragon 4.1-inch OLED. It's pretty much every phone that we were going to see for the rest of this year is what it kind of looks yeah. like. Well, that's because the Microsoft, um, their uh, required specs for um, the launch phones are all very similar. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so next question, Thunder. 
Thunder is Android based. Let me see if I remember. Um, it mm, looks like it's the Android version of of the Lightning. Of the Lightning, yes. So also slider and. Is it a slider though? Are we sure about that? It doesn't look like well, there's, there's a slider. A, there's a flash and the thunder. Uh, let me see. Hmm. Let me see which one flash is flash and thunder. Huh? Where where do they get these names? I wonder. Uh, World War Two. Flash. I saw I saw Band of Brothers. Right. You're supposed to yell thunder when I yell flash. That's right. Um, yeah, so it looks like the the Thunder is actually touch only. There's no slider on it. It it looks pretty sexy. Again, it's the same 4.1 inch OLED screen. Oh yes, uh, yes. It, it's unclear what the processor is. I think I think it's a 8250 as well. The you know the, the mm-hmm. Snapdragon. Eight megapixel camera, AT and T, GSM Q4, same as the as the Lightning. With an LTE model later this year, according to Engadget. So yes, kind of and all these so far running. Uh, Android 2.1. Yes. Though, um, well, no, this one I will... thought was Froyo. Or it's, no, no, Froyo is no, no, the next Claire. one. Yeah, yeah. Froyo is the next one. Okay, so Flash. Mm-hmm. The Flash is the mid-range Android phone, right? So yes. it's not. Okay, I want to talk about this, okay. this fragment, like, like this price fragmentation, because one of the things that I like about smartphones is. Right now, you kind of buy a smartphone, you know what you get. You get a, a pretty decent camera, you get a nice screen, you get fast connection. So, like, if you buy no an fragmentation. Apple, Apple phone, right, an iPhone in 2007 versus 2009, you know exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay? Exactly. But if you buy a Dell Android phone in 2010, what does that mean? It, well, it could mean one of three things. Right. It could mean that you get a cheap one that has some stuff stripped out and is a lower camera and... I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? What do you think about this? Um, well, the big difference between, I mean, there's the size, screen size. One's three and a half inch screen and one's 4.1 inch screen. And then there's a difference between having the, the keyboard and no keyboard, right? Well, except for neither of these have keyboards. The Flash and the Lightning, or Flash and the Thunder, rather. But these the names Flash are incredibly confusing. F- Flash is three and a half inch screen. Thunder okay. is 4.1 four so inch screen. So that's a smaller screen, so it's an iPhone size screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Flash has... No, um, has has uh, no no keyboard, right? Well, neither but, does the light. Neither does the thunder, right? So the counterparts of the flash is the smoke. <laughs> so what's the smoke, Norm? The smoke is the three and a half inch. Sc- oh no, it's two and two point eight inch screen. So the flash and the smoke are both Android phones. They're both mid range, and yes. w- so the smoke has the keyboard. So basically, it's mid range Android is flash and smoke. Smoke has mm-hmm. a keyboard. Flash is an on-screen keyboard only. Mm-hmm. Lightning and Thunder are the high-end phones. Thun- Lightning yes. is Windows 7. Thunder is Android. Yes. Is there an Android phone? I'm, I'm thoroughly confused already, but yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, but let's, let's go on from phones because, I mean... This, the Dell... slate is the sexy thing here. Yes. The, the, and in the slates, there are three of them. The arrow, the streak, and the looking glass. I feel like yes. we are through the looking glass here. Let's let's okay. What's the looking glass? Because I think this is the one I'm excited about. That's the that's the high end one. That's Whoa. the one that's seven inch, um, seven inch screen and runs Tigra two. So, okay, so Tigra two is Nvidia's ARM processor with the 3D acceleration mm-hmm. built in, and they mm-hmm. did some power management stuff. It's the sequel mm-hmm. to the chip that was in the Zune HD, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what what do we what do we is this a Windows seven? This is Android. This is Android. With I would bet Dell's... that if it has Tigra 2, it'll run Windows 7, the phone series, though, right? Um, yeah, it would. Um, also, um, the smaller of the tablets are also phones. 
So those are high-end phones. Interesting. The, the, uh, the so this Arrow is their... and the Streak tablet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those run uh, Marvell processors. Mm-hmm. 600 megahertz Marvell processors. And those you can make phone calls with. And we knew that already about the, the Dell Mini 5, which is the Streak. Um, but the Arrow is their smaller, um, smaller version. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so these are the big giant phones that you saw at CTIA. It's the uh, shoe phone, essentially. W- w- yes, the shoe phone is the streak. Okay. Yes. Interesting. And yes. okay, so arrow is the very last thing, and we talked about this. I'm so confused um, at this point. Yeah. I just kind of want to go take a nap. I'm a little scared. Yes. It, it, uh, Del, I don't know what Dell's doing. They're like throwing everything at the wall, and hopefully, someone will buy one. So, but arrow is what OS does the arrow run? Uh, I believe is it 6.5? the arrow. Aero runs Android 1.5. Probably. Yes. We don't know. Why would anybody buy an Android 1.5 phone today? I can't imagine that that's a good idea. I'm not sure why the Aero isn't a phone. I, I, don't, I don't know what the Aero is or why I care about oh, Anyway, let's just say it, the Aero is the cheapo. I guess it is the $99, maybe even the bundled free phone. Maybe this is, maybe this is their kin. You know, they're they're mm. a smart dumb phone. Or a smarter dumb phone. I, I don't mean, know. It's very interesting. They're using a ton of different uh, processors across all of them, different OSs, and they, they don't know what they're doing. So okay, so what I don't what I don't get what I don't like about this just in general is the incredible fragmentation that we're gonna see from the Android market. And really from the smartphone market. I mean I, I don't wanna see one of the things that's been both good and disastrous about the PC market is that there's such a crippling amount of choice, especially when you go to like Dell or HP's site and you're looking at, at literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different options uh, for PCs and laptops. The smartphones are necessarily much less complex devices because they're, they're I mean, not entirely closed systems, but for the most part, they're closed systems. So why do we need to have kind of this Goldilocks kind of marketing where there's a you know a cheap one and a cool one and a ah, little one and, and, a and here, here's one a good point, a big that, giant one that um someone's made in the comments. Uh, like HTC, HTC does the exact same thing, but the way they justify it is because it's carrier specific. So right. for phones, you know, there might not. I I doubt we'll see the flash, thunder, and smoke. On, on multiple carriers for all, all in one carrier. The well, flash but, might mean, be. So you think that Dell's going to only sell their Android high-end phone to one one vendor? I think if they can successfully market it as you know, position it as a the best Android phone, you know, they or they can find a carrier that needs you know a, a competitor. Then mm-hmm. they'll they'll get the right contracts. Like if this were to come out now, they could potentially you know sell the thunder to AT&T and it would be the HTC incredible killer. I suppose. I Just like Sprint has the Evo. I, I, I mean, that was one of the things that appealed to me about the whole Nexus situation is that I just, you know, the Nexus is the Nexus and you know what you get. It's one of the things that's nice about the iPhone. There's only really two models of iPhone to worry about, right? There's the 3G and the 3GS. Well, until this week, at least. Well, no, no, I mean... I don't mind having options as long as there's a clear-cut best option, right? But there's no clear-cut best option. Well, I mean, there is a best option. Yeah. I the guess clear-cut on... best option for Android is going to be the Thunder. Hmm.
You missed my perfect segue, you know. Well, what's the... Okay. Uh, I said there's only two iPhone models to worry about, and you just uh, kept, kept prattling on about the Android phones. So. Oh, well, officially, there are only two iPhone models to worry about. Well, officially, but what did we learn this week about new iPhone models? Hmm. Hmm. What, what, what did we learn? We learned new iPhone models. Well... There's a lot of stuff we learned, but but yeah, okay. we learned that um, there's a new iPhone coming this year, almost certainly, unless surprise, Steve Jobs surprise, gets, right, takes his ball and goes home. But it's a new new design phone, not not mm-hmm. using the traditional, the classic 3G and 3GS design, but a kind mm-hmm. of more iPad slash unibody Mac friendly Jonathan Ive classic design. Uh, what else did we learn? Um, we learned higher res screen. Unclear how uh, well, wide. Well, unclear. We learned same aspect ratio screen. Right. So it's going to stick with widescreen on the on the. Yes. So the so there was box. a very interesting um, argument for why it is a uh, is a pixel doubling. It is potentially a nine sixty by Gruber's thing from Daring Fireball. Yes. Right. Nine nine sixty by um, four six forty. Yes. Right. So, so the benefit of doing that is that instead of for, for every one pixel in a classic iPhone app, I mean, one of the things we've discovered with the iPad is that iPad iPhone apps that are red, designed for the original iPhone resolution look really, really shitty on the iPad, right? Mm-hmm. Correct, they do. So a pixel-doubled screen would give you double the pixels wide, double the pixels high, which means that every four pixels on the new screen would give you one would would represent one pixel from the iPhone Classic app. The, Correct. You know, when you so upscale, technically there are four. Uh, it's four times number of pixels, but it's called pixel doubling, and there is no weird tearing, so it's not like one point five pixels to one. Um, right. And and because the screen is. You know, so far as we can tell, the same size, it will look exactly the same, if not sharper. Only text will be sharper. Interesting. Okay, so iPhone 4G. What else do we know? Um, front-facing camera. Mm-hmm. That's the. That's that was pretty much expected from from the uh, the iPhone 4 or OS beta. Well, but that's been expected for. I mean, people have been talking about front-facing camera on iPhone for for mm-hmm. three years now. Yes, I mean, but I no, of course, d- no. Out. No idea of how that's going to work and what software that's going to run on. Well, that's true. That's definitely. I mean, I would assume that there's going to be an iChat or a video chat type app, and you'll hold the phone up in front of your camera, look like a big dope, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. have it work that way, right? Yeah. I mean, would you actually use that? Is that something you'd be excited about? I, I know some. I know people with children would love that. Well, Jeremy is a, is a yes. huge proponent of the front facing iPhone camera. Yes. I, I probably would not use that if it was still on AT and T. See, my thing is, my thing that I, I would worry about is, I, I don't like talking to people on the phone. I can't imagine that I would ever want to hold the phone up like this and be like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. how's... How, exactly. Oh, hello, Norman. How are you doing? Oh, wow. This is just like a weird science fiction movie where I have this awkward little screen and I'm... Is it aimed at me? Do you see me? I, I mean, I just don't think it's a good idea, but I'm sure that there's definitely a market and some people are going to be really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Anything else on the iPhone the fourth generation iPhone? I guess I shouldn't call it the, the 4G because we don't know if it's going to be 4G. We, we mentioned the back, uh, the material on the back. Um, we have not mentioned that, but we should. Oh, okay. So um, I think the back is um, flat. It's not curved like the iPhone 3G or 3GS. And it's still shiny black. So it is potentially a 
plastic not glass, ceramic, but plastic glass. ceramic glass hybrid composite. Um, cer- some type of ceramic. Ceramic is very vague. So it's not, you know, a glass pot. It's, it's not pottery. So, okay, so Gizmodo, the story, the, the more interesting, I think, than the actual iPhone is the story behind how Gizmodo ended up with an iPhone. Yes. Apparently an engineer named Gray... Um, Let's not name him. Okay, we're not going to name him. Uh, engineer F is what we'll call him. Okay. Uh, went out for his birthday, had a couple of cocktails, left his iPhone prototype, which was actually stored inside a case that made it look like an iPhone 3G. It's a totally That's different looking awesome. phone. Like mm-hmm. there's this weird stealth kind of get smarty, crazy rubberized case that makes it the shape of the old iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, left it on a bar stool at a bar. Some dude picked it up, sold it to Gizmodo for five grand or 10 grand or something like that. Gizmodo spent a week fucking around with it before, um, bef- but before they saw it, Apple had remote killed, remote wiped the phone. So, yes, which is awesome. Right. So that means they had a dead phone. Mm-hmm. And um, so they basically just looked at the hardware and did some, you know, screen, looking at the screen with it on the recovery pay screen and all that stuff. I mean, it looks really, the story is really interesting for a whole lot of reasons uh, I don't really want to get into. But, I mean, there's a, there's a question whether it was legal for Gizmodo to get the phone. What do you, does, what do you think, it, are you concerned? Um, I don't think they care. I mean, one of the um, one of the things people have also said is controlled leak. I, I don't think a controlled leak no, at all. That I I don't think at all. Apple doesn't yes. really do controlled like leaks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, it never it, have. Yeah, it never have, and this would be the wrong way to do it. Right. If they were going to do a controlled leak, they would have gotten it to Mossberger, Pogue, or or yeah. or somebody like that, not to Gizmodo. I think. Yes. I I think the the situation was. I mean, I think Gizmodo did exactly what they were trained and what they. Um, know this is what their thing like they could have they couldn't have done anything else um i think the guy who sold it is uh the real culprit and i i completely don't believe that he had any intention to do anything but sell it to the highest bidder yeah so i think actually that the worst thing gizmodo could have done and, and what they actually did do is they ruined the magic the build the build up oh come on don't be such a fucking fanboy norm no uh, but no, not not. They ruined. I mean, they created another spectacle, which they owned, as opposed to Apple controlling the spectacle. Well, that's what the press but, is supposed to do, man. No, what, you think I because mean, it's I, Apple proprietary information, they were supposed no, to sit no, on it? No, I'm just saying that the when when it comes to June, the and I mean the surprise factor, which is a part of the experience. It's you know it's intangible. That is no longer there. That's ruined, and that was part of the fun. I I don't I mean okay so there's a couple of th- here's what I think I think that that's a bullshit excuse Apple shouldn't if Apple didn't want the story to get out they shouldn't have sent those phones out into the wild unsupervised I mean they shouldn't they shouldn't people shouldn't be testing them in a real life manner they but should they be have driving to. around in locked vans and you know all that kind of stuff Yes I do yes. think that it was a horrible mistake for Gizmodo to publish that guy's that poor kid's name I, I mean I think that was powerfully uncool in in uh, a story where they say it's the full backstory and then not reveal the the name of the guy who sold it to them. I, I mean, I, I also think you have to protect your sources. I think you just don't post that guy's name or the backstory at all. I think you mm-hmm. walk away. I, th- I think they probably did it because they wanted to get the story out because people were worried that they were, people were accusing them of doing even worse illegal things like stealing it themselves. Well, plus it's a story people wanted to read. I suppose. But I mean, I, th- I think the thing is... It's, it's your fault, people the, who are curious. Why is it my fault? 
Well, not your fault. I'm talking to everyone who's listening. Oh, we can't blame the the readers for that. I mean, people want to know what the people want to read stuff. People, yes. Are they not entertained? Yeah. Are you not entertained? I think. Um, I I mean, I I think I think definitely posting the kid's name was a mistake. I really am surprised at the reaction that Gizmodo shouldn't have tried to get the phone or you know paid five thousand dollars for the story or whatever it was. Just because I, I think, I mean, I think it's an interesting story, and if the phone is out there and it's in the public eye, then it's, I mean, it's fair game. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I would have paid for it. I think that's kind of crossing. I mean, in one way, it's crossing a line; in another, it's kind of a brave new world of online journalism. So, I mean, who knows what the line is anymore? I, I, I don't believe in paying sources, but paying for a device is a little bit different, I think, than that. Um. So anyway, I mean, we've kind of talked about this enough. It's unclear whether the guy's stolen the phone or not, though. That, I mean, that the the guy who, uh, I mean, the, the obviously the engineer who lost the phone isn't talking to anybody, probably because he'd like to retain mm-hmm. his job if that's possible at this point. Although apparently his dad did. Oh really? Yeah, there was, I didn't there was see an that. interview. That was it's, it's kind of weird. I'm not I'm not going to give out details. There's no right, no reason to. But yeah, okay. Yes, but uh, other thing. Um, I mean, how close? Going back to the actual phone, uh, how close do you think this is the final final version? I would bet, um, given that they usually take six six weeks to send stuff to the FCC and finalize, that we're looking at what the new iPhone will look like. Wow! If that's the case, disappointment. Really, I think it's pretty sexy. I like the kind of new design. That's exactly not what you. I have chat logs that indicate differently. I know, but I went and looked at it closer. Oh, oh, I see. I don't like the side buttons still, and I don't like the big seams. But yes. I like the flat bottom, and I like the 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 unibody style design. I think I think I like that. All right, I I, I would agree that this, the seams need to be changed. Yes. I don't have a good segue for this one after you blew my only good segue of the day. Well, no. Let's go back to the Dell phones. I mean, I thought we were going to go from Dell phones to this story. Uh, um, we got one more of the Dell phones. phones. I'm still yeah, confused. Cause, Which cause one are we talking about now? The Toledo? Uh, this is the Thunder. The, one of the, the best Android phone. Um, it runs Flash 10.1. And in the documentation uh, that was leaked to Engadget, um, they said uh, well, the mention of Hulu was mentioned, a uh, web player for playing. Uh, Hulu live, Hulu streaming Hulu. The the you mean the site on which we can watch TV for free, kind of. Hulu? Yes, yes, interesting. That, that yes, uh, which leads to uh, next point. Oh, so now you're going to try to recover the mm-hmm. segue with a with a yeah. kind of awkward back to the previous conversation, then forward. Well, that's the that's what I thought. It was, that that would be the more logical one. <sighs> okay. So Hulu subscription, yes or no? Depends. Are you going to pay for it? Depends. What does it depend on? Depends on how much content you get free, whether there are ads on it. And well, if you're paying ten bucks a month, it's not for free. Oh, you mean well, no, no? You mean how, how much, much you can get uh, how without much content? Paying? How much? How much more they will restrict Hulu? Okay. How many more ads they will add to the free service for Hulu? Whether there will be ads with the paid service? Whether okay. there will be any restrictions for content for the paid service? Whether there will be exclusive content, new content like that you can't see anywhere else even on TV on the paid service. This whether is a the giant quality, list of things. Whether the quality of videos can be higher. Yes. And whether or not the paid service is the only way to get it on a mobile device. Those are okay. the main things for me. So do you want to take that one point at a time? Because I, like, yes. I, I lost you about the third thing on the list. All right. Let's <laughs> take it one thing at a time. 
Okay. So backstory: LA Times broke, uh, I think, just this morning or maybe yesterday, late yesterday, that Hulu is very likely going to unveil a subscription model, ten dollars a month, nine ninety five a month. Um, of course, Hulu right now is U.S. only, so for U.S. Yes. for U.S. residents. Um, and the only thing they could say, uh, for their sources could say, is that the difference between a paid subscription or the paid service and a um, Free, free service and paid subscription. The only difference is that the paid subscription would have uh, access to a more comprehensive library of videos. What does that mean? So that means other providers, perhaps? No. Or you think, spe- it, you spe- think that means you get entire seasons? Speculation is entire seasons. Because right now mm. on Hulu, you can only watch five episodes, the five latest episodes. Right. And then they expire. Always and drag. even movies expire, right, in a month or so. Um, so the speculation is that with $10 a month, you will be able to access all of 30 rock as opposed to just the last five, five episodes. If that is the case, no deal, not worth it. Hmm. If that is the only, if that's the only, the only reason. I mean, the thing is you have to look at, 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 um, uh, Netflix as well at 10 bucks a month. Netflix is, is really super compelling. At nine dollars a month, Netflix yeah. is super compelling. Plus, Netflix have there's no ads, and there is also speculation as to whether you will see ads with the paid version. Yeah, if if there's ads on a paid version of Hulu, then it's completely out as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay, and but that but they can I can see them justifying that because it's also very likely that they're going to add more ads to the free shows. Interesting. Because right now, the network executives are very unhappy with how much money they're making from Hulu, even though Hulu is turning a little bit of a profit. Well, uh, okay. I mean, the thing is that why why did they launch Hulu if they expected? I mean, did they were they expecting incredible? You know, first part were they expecting nothing but car and Coke ads on Hulu um, and, and to make millions and millions of dollars? Yeah, and or were so they looking they to did. open another revenue stream? I, I think they were opening. It, it, they were. They had to. They did Hulu because they had to, right? Because people were watching stuff on YouTube, and people well, right, were pirating. They wanted to avoid the the Napster problem. Yes, exactly. So if they didn't do it, someone else would do it, and they would have. They have to work through a middleman. So why not just do it themselves and launch the company? Because Hulu is wholly owned by uh, several big media companies, right? Um, but the way they're doing Hulu right now is like the way they do DVD. It's aftermarket, right? It's after their primary means of getting video to to you, which is television, because they can still sell a TV spot, 30-second TV spot, for, you know, several hundred thousand dollars. Well, right, but it's in between, it's in between, um, uh, you know, the front first-line revenue and the second, and the other stuff, you know, the... Yes, yes. The DVDs and all the other stuff. That you, it it that is the morning on. after to DVD release revenue. So DVD release revenue is pure Netflix. Um I, I, well, and the other thing that they did was try – the other reason they launched Hulu was to try to give an alternative to actually pirating the content, right? Yeah, I mean, so wanted... as opposed to people embedding Flash videos or YouTube videos of Family Guy clips, now they have the option of you know, creating clips in Hulu and linking around. Well, or going to Pirate Bay and just downloading the issue, d- downloading mm-hmm. the episode. I mean because mm-hmm. when I talk about the Napster problem, that's what I'm talking about. With Napster, in the early 2000s, there was no good way to buy uh, – you know, music online. You, you just couldn't do it. You could sign up for subscription services that had horrible, lame DRM, or mm-hmm. you could steal the music from Napster or any number of other peer-to-peer services. So Hulu was, was TV's 
attempt to not have the Napster problem affect them. And yes. if they're going to start charging for it and make it more difficult to use or you know, add more annoying ads, it's it's doomed. I mean, they're doomed to failure because you can you can hit torrents crazy easy and download all the TV you want, really. Well, I, I don't think they're, they're trying to convert people over necessarily. Um, they're trying to prevent more people from resorting to piracy before that really breaks out. Well, right. I mean, the thing is, and I've always said this, and I think it's I think 100% think it's true. If if there's an easy and and fairly priced alternative to piracy, people will pay. I mean, look at the Amazon and iTunes music stores. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at 99 cent tracks, people buy CDs and digital download dead, and you know downloaded music. And um, especially for our, our, especially for dated material. I mean, it's yeah, much easier to use theirs, Netflix. Yeah, exactly. It's much easier to Netflix to get a movie that's 10 years old than it is to find a current torrent and download that movie. Well, yeah, and watch it immediately. The, the place that Netflix breaks down is that you're paying for it, and the streaming service only has movies that are three months old at the newest, pretty much. Yes. Yes. So, not optimal in any case, but like I said, Hulu charging $10, I, I would need a little more than just expanded library. Yeah. Yeah, and and if the other alternative is of course iTunes, which is relatively timely, but it's pretty expensive. I mean, you're looking at thirty, thirty-five dollars per no, season of a show for the most part. Even iTunes isn't that timely, right? I it mean, comes up the also, next day usually. N- next day, which I think um, I wrote about this just just today. Uh, I think the next day thing has got to it has got to go away. Yeah, I mean, it has to. Well, but then you have time zone immediate. problems and all that. I, I don't have that big of a problem with the next day as well, long as I, it. I just resort to the West Coast, where all that matters. Well, I guess that's true. Everything important happens on the West Coast anyway, doesn't it? And and you know, Hulu can do live streams. They've done it for you know, like uh, the the press conferences. Oh, I didn't know that. I've never seen a live stream. Yeah. on. I, I don't. I'm not so, actually that much of a Hulu user. I I occasionally pop on if I miss a show or something, but. I don't watch that much TV, and I don't ever watch TV on the computer, so I'm not a good Hulu user, I guess. You know, that's, that's a good point. Hulu, the one thing they don't do well is, I mean, it, it's great if you know exactly what you're looking for. If you know you want to watch 30 Rock today, you can go to Hulu. If you know you want to watch Office, but there's, it's not very good for um, recommending stuff. Well, it's not only that, but it's not very good. For, it's, not a very, it's, it's, it's for finding stuff you already want to watch, not Discovery. Is the basic yes? There's, there's. That's exactly what I said. There's, yeah. yeah. There's not a good way to discover new things. It's not Pandora. Yes. Yep. Do you want to run Did down you... what, what big stuff from the site this week? We put, posted the iPad review on Tuesday, so that was mm-hmm. pretty big, big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our we first a... big printed review, so check it out if you want to see how we're going to be reviewing stuff in the future. Yes. Please, please leave some feedback. Yeah. If you liked um, it, if you don't like it. Let us know. And w- what you didn't like about it, what you liked about it, so we can cater to you. Um, we also did uh, how to, how to upgrade your MacBook's hard drive um, to an SSD. So that, you've been running that SSD on your MacBook I have uh, been, since actually. you did the update. I'm What's recording onto it right now. Um, it's been pretty good so far. I haven't actually filled it yet. I think I'm actually going to end up filling it sometime in the next couple of days. I've been copying photos and stuff like that to it on a fairly regular basis to try and, and get it full. So... Um, once I fill it up and then clear off some space and run the run the erase free space thing, which should theoretically make it return it to you know natural performance, we'll see how it goes. I'm a little skeptical of how OS X is going to do with this kind of stuff without with SSDs without trim though. Mm-hmm. And you also did, um, we also put up a first look at the Palm Pre Plus, so you've been using that as well. 
Yeah, so this was uh, Verizon's version of the Pre Plus. So eight gigs of storage. It's the same Pre using WebOS and all that stuff. It uh, the neat thing that's different on the Pre Plus from the other Pre's that you may have seen before is that the Pre Plus actually has uh, the the web sharing, the internet sharing feature, which which you flip on and lets you turn the phone into a Wi-Fi hotspot that uses the the cell connection to to move data to your laptop or PC or or um, well, iPad for that matter, and and I mean it's a really neat feature. Beyond that, I'm I'm it's kind of too early for me to say exactly how I feel about it. I'm still testing it out. It feels a little bit slow. Compared, yeah, that feature is free on Verizon, and I think it costs money on Sprint. But it's it the phone as a whole just feels a little bit slow compared to even an iPhone 3GS, which is a you know it's unfortunate. I don't I don't. It's difficult to go to to a slow phone at this point. Mm-hmm. Next topic. Uh, anything else on the site? Oh, the USB key ha- hacks that we posted today. Will Greenwald, who's another yes. one of our regular contributors, posted a really neat story showing you how to take a, uh, an existing USB thumb drive and turn anything into a USB thumb drive. So how to hollow it out and make a, say, a bomb thumb drive or a Mario mushroom thumb drive or something like that. I thought it was pretty cool. A, a giant bomb. Yes, a giant bomb uh, thomb drive. bob um bob bob um very good. Um, anything else big this week? You, you posted um, your review of the Asus EVC. Yep. We've already talked, talked about, about that. that. I guess that's probably it. Mm-hmm. So let's take uh, some questions from the mail room. And if you guys in the chat room would like to add questions, this is a great time to talk about the chat room. Uh, every Thursday at 4, more or less regularly. This week we had some technical difficulties and started around 4.30, I think. But every week at 4, we do a uh, you know live stream of the podcast. And it's everything you would imagine watching a live version of a recorded show. So uh, you get to see a little bit of behind-the-curtain action at Tested.com. It's in my Twitter feed. It's in Norm's Twitter feed. It's in the Tested.com Twitter feed. So uh, go to Twitter.com slash Will Smith, Twitter.com slash Tested.com or um, Facebook.com slash Tested.com, and, and we'll also post it up on the, on the homepage. Uh, so you can ask questions in the chat room there, obviously. So the first question is from Brian Graham. He doesn't tell me where he's from, so he's from the internets. I was wondering what you guys have determined is the best SSD for the money. I know that for $1,500 build, you guys chose an Intel SSD. I've been avoiding Intel SSDs because their sequential write speeds are so much slower than competitors' speeds. However, I've heard that Intels have the best random read-write speeds. So I guess my question is, why did you go for Intel with the $1,500 build, and what brand would you recommend overall, if not Intel? So um, it's my understanding that in the sub three four hundred dollar range, then Intel eighty gig drives are pretty good. Most people don't do a ton of sequential writes. Most people do much more random writes than sequential writes uh, when you're using an SSD. However, the other the SSDs that use the um, I think it's the IndyLynx controller. Is that right? I'm not sure. I know that I, the, I'm, I'm not familiar with SSD controllers. Uh, the one the the SSD that I know Maximum PC recommends is the OCZ for two hundred for a five hundred dollar sub five hundred dollar OCZ. Um, uh, sorry, sorry for a five hundred dollar two hundred fifty six gig SSD. Uh, Nathan over at Maximum PC, who knows much more about SSDs and how they work and what's good than I do, uh, recommends the OCZ line. And they have two lines: there's a consumer line, and there's a server line. The consumer line is fine for desktop use. Richard Baldomero asks, 
I've heard that the MacBook Pro 80-watt power adapter can work on the MacBook, which usually comes with a 60-watt adapter. Can the 60-watt adapter work on a MacBook Pro? Uh, no, it cannot. So you can only go up on power with the Macs, in my experience. The MacBook Air uses a 40-watt adapter. The MacBook, the MacBook MacBook uses a 60-watt, and the MacBook Pros use an 80-watt. You can plug an 80-watt MacBook Pro adapter into any of the MacBooks. You cannot plug the 60-watt into a MacBook Pro or the 40-watt into a MacBook or a MacBook Pro. What happens to the light, the green light? I don't know. We Exploding. can find out. Yeah, I'll have to. Well, the color of explosions. What color is fire? Uh, Brian Tal... Tal these, this is nothing but brutal names today, guys. Brian Tal Talowski, Brian Tarlowski asks, I purchased a Nook because your review said it seemed like a promising reader. Have you experienced any crashing since you've been testing it? Mine's already crashed about 10 times on me. I've only had it a day. Whoa. Um, boy, that sounds bad. I did not have that much crashing. I did have it crash a few times when I dumped bad PDFs into it. I think I talked about that in the re review, but it may have been edited out. Um, in my experience, most e-readers crash when you um, when you feed like malformed PDFs or EPUB files or whatever into them. So if you're downloading them uh, from the wrong place, it could also be broken hardware. So I would contact Barnes & Noble and ask them to send you a fixed one or just return that You also updated the firmware when you first got it. Yeah, right? it updates the firmware immediately over the air, though, so that should have already happened for him. Maybe it did that wrong it, that, that's entirely possible if, if it's brand new and it's crashing 10 times a day call um call your provider i mean call call barnes and noble in this case um i'm looking to the chat room to see if we have any questions g tolbert from the chat room asks are you testing any more ipad accessories uh maybe as stuff gets interesting is the answer probably not everything Maybe we'll make some accessories. Vivacrian asks, what do you guys want to see in the iPhone 4G? Um, what do you want to see in the iPhone 4G, Norm? We've talked a lot about getting the iPhone, iPhone 4G. 4G. Really? You're, gonna, you're really sticking to your no iPhone no, I'm 4G? I'm sticking to my, I don't need an iPhone 4G. Okay, guys, you heard that here uh, in June, mid-June when they release it. We'll see if the answer remains the same. Uh, I, I'd like to see an open app store. I'd like to see the ability to install third-party applications. You're, 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 asking, you're wishing for horses. You know, I, if I wanted a horse, I could go buy one right now. Mm. Smallville123, I'm not being a hater. I said I, I, the reason I don't want it isn't because I don't think it'll be good. I think it'll be fine. The reason I don't want it is because I don't, I don't need it. And I'm in the middle of my contract right now, and it's more practical to, to wait a year and use the iPad, which runs better apps. Norm's frankly. waiting for the 4GS. Basically. And then I'm going to wait for the 4 dress. I'm, I'm going to be on the tick rather than the talk. So, he, so if your current iPhone blows up, would you go out and get one? Well, then I would have no choice. So basically, we, we should expect some sort of iPhone 3GS tragedy in your future. No, there's already been a tragedy. What's going to happen? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to go ahead and call it right now. What's going to happen is the announcement's going to happen. You're going to go to eBay and Craigslist and see what people are selling 3GSs for that are unlocked. You're going to be like, man... I could get almost what I would have to pay out of an unlocked 3GS for the out-of-contract 4G. And so then you're going to go unlock your 3GS, trot down to the Craigslist, trade somebody a sack of cash for uh, your old 3GS unlocked, and then, you know, pre-order a 4G. You heard it here first, people. 
Unlikely. Do you deny that this is going to happen? I deny it's going to happen. The contract, it makes it hard. So the last question we've been getting, um, we're getting a lot of questions about iPad and iPhone compatibility on Tested.com right now. Uh, we don't have a timeline for when stuff's going to change and get get better for you guys, specifically video and comments. But we are definitely aware of the problems. You can stop sending emails. Uh, we'll be looking at it, and and hopefully in the not too distant future, you know, sometime this year, we'll get it fixed. At least one or the other. So. Dave Snyder is working hard enough, Smallville one two three. We don't want him to have to work any harder. We we're happy with him, the amount of which he's working right now. So I guess that um, unless anybody has any more questions, oh uh, Jade Sky asks, what Windows Home Server specs uh, do you recommend for transcoding and streaming media around the home? Pretty much any quad core will work uh, with that. And any dual core will work. Mm, depends on what resolution your video is. If you're just doing standard def, dual core, even a single core, like a small single core will work. For high def, I think you need quad core. You don't need quad core. If, if you're going to be transcoding live, yeah. Uh, the, well, for, for Depends on the resolution and bitrate. For 720p, right. I don't think you need quad core. Dual core is fine. Yes. You think? Okay. I, I'm using a, a dual core... Right now, I don't transcode live just because I can't be bothered. Um, I, when I did the testing last time on it, uh, Phenom, uh, let's see, ultra low voltage Phenom did a great job transcoding everything up to 720p and even some 1080p content, which was really good using PS3 Media Server. Um, so then the last question is, do we think that many sites will adjust their design to incorporate HTML5 video instead of the Flash-based stuff that so many sites already use? Uh, this is from Chris Wales, by the way. I know that some of the sites like USA Today already had a, had HTML5 video ready in time for the iPads launch. I was just wondering if you think HTML5 video will actually pick up in any big way now that there's a high-profile device that requires it. Um, so, I, I mean, it's an interesting question. I, I think that there's some big problems with HTML5 video. Specifically, there's no free codec. I know that H.264 is available for the next six years or something like that. Uh, Google just bought a big codec provider, so I think we'll see an announcement from them at I.O. later this month or next month. can't remember when that I.O. is. Uh, I, I don't, the other big problem is that there's no anti-copy mechanism built into HTML5, so there's no way for, say, Hulu to prevent you from just right-clicking and going to save as and downloading a, your episode of 30 Rock at high-def resolution. I think without those three things, we're probably not going to see a whole lot of, um, you know... Wait, does that HTML mean that on, on does that mean Netflix, which uses HTML5 for its app, if you can somehow run that on your computer, you could download the movies? Well, that is a really intriguing question. Are we sure it uses HTML5 on the app? What else would it be using? Well, it could be using a, their own codec proprietary thing built into the since mm. it's an app rather than a web browser. It just looks like I, a web. I, I don't yes. know. It's worth investigating. I think it's probably I think they're probably streaming QuickTime if I had to guess. Because you know it's Apple to Apple. Anyway, uh, that wraps it up for us this week. Uh, first off, if you like the show, if you want to hear more from us, if you think we're awesome or suck, either way, go to iTunes, write a quick review, give us some stars, whatever you think is necessary. Stars, um, stars, exactly. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter feed. Uh, if you sign up for either or both of those, you will be entered to win stuff. We're going to be giving out a lot more awesome stuff in the not-too-distant future. Uh, the Facebook page is facebook.com slash testedcom. The Twitter page is twitter.com slash testedcom. And as always, you can find us at www.tested.com. 
we will be, uh, well, you know, we'll be doing what we do every week. So uh, for Norman Chan, I'm Will Smith. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. We will see you guys next I'll week. I'll also be. Oh, well. Where it. will you be? I'll be on the Comic Vine podcast tomorrow morning. Norman is also going to be on the Comic Vine podcast, but I don't think they pr- post it tomorrow morning. Well, they do you stream it as well. Oh, they you stream it as well. Okay. Yes, yes for you guys, people. If you guys had a problem with the noise in the background, please email bombcast at giantbomb.com. Let them know how you mm-hmm. feel. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. We're never doing this again. This was a debacle. You're a little itsy bitsy norm. Refresh. Refresh.